I had way too much hot tea this afternoon, and I am buzzing, and I didn't know hot tea had so much caffeine in it, but it's uh, 7 o'clock on a Sunday night, and we are ready to do the podcast, and I say we all the time when I always mean me. My wife's like, well, who did you have with you? I'm like, well, it was just me. She's like, well, you said we. I'm like, I know. I do that all the time. We got stuck in traffic. Who? Who were you with? Just me. We are working on the podcast. Who? Just me. So on the podcast today, something kind of cool. It's Dave's favorite things. You don't care what I like for Christmas and what I want, but I recommend these things to you because I'm going to guess that you have somebody in your life who maybe is a guy, or maybe if they're not a guy, they're just really similar to me. Or maybe you just think you'll have some really good ideas in here. We're going to cover all of that and... Whether or not smoking weed is good for you or whether it makes you lazy because we had a lot of feedback on that from last week. Let's get started with the podcast. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, I wanted to get this done today because tomorrow is Jingle Ball and uh, the week is just going to kind of spin out of control and I didn't want to miss a week of doing the podcast. I try to stay moderately consistent after, what have I done, 60-something episodes, something like that. Anyway, thank you for listening and let's get started with the podcast. Last week on the show, we were talking about, in my book, there's a chapter called Smoking the Weed and uh, paraphrasing the chapter, not reading right from it, I basically said, hey, listen, I don't care if you smoke weed. If that's what you want to do, that's up to you. But in my personal experience, I said, I've never really known anybody who was a weed smoker and super impressive of a successful person at the same time. Good human being? Yes. Good heart? Yes. But to me, and this is my experience, and thank you for being open-minded to this because I'm always looking to find out whether I'm right or not. Um, to me, my experience is people who smoke weed tend to be lazy. Does the lazy make them want to smoke weed, or does the weed smoking make them lazy? Um, again, that's my understanding of how I see it. But I said, let me know if I'm wrong. And there's a lot of people who did. They're like, okay, I got some thoughts on this one, so let me scroll to these. Here's one from Laura. She says, and I won't read the whole thing. It's kind of long here. She says, um, I wanted to give my feedback about the weed smoking statements you made on your podcast. I think what you said does apply to the vast majority of people only because so many people that end up using weed have very low self-control and are easily addicted to substances, a.k.a. they do it every single day. For those that smoke it every day, yeah, it might affect them in the way you described. I do agree with the exception that those that suffer from anxiety because weed is a much better choice than popping a Xanax. I don't think it describes everyone, though. As often is the case with just about any comment you could make about anything, there are always exceptions like me. She goes on to say, I lived a very sheltered, controlled, and strict life until 2016. Uh, as a result, I feel that I have an above-average level of self-control. Now that I have certain freedoms I didn't have before, I'm exploring and trying out new things, including weed. It's the only drug I was interested in trying. Weed makes me more social and more curious. It makes me think about things in more of an honest way, and it feels good to my body. I do it some weekends or on special occasions. I don't ever drive high, and I definitely don't do it during the week, week, work week or any time where it wouldn't be appropriate. It's more of a celebratory thing for me or like a treat to myself. Wrapping up here, she says, uh, in regards to ambition, I was trained from a very young age not to have ambition. 
College was highly frowned upon and discouraged. We were supposed to dedicate our lives to Bible education, not secular pursuits. Anyway, she says, to sum things up, I feel like I deserve to let a little loose and get high from time to time, but definitely not every day. And I feel like I've got a pretty clear and level head most of the time. So thank you, Laura. I appreciate that. There's one perspective on weed. I'm going to click on this one and we're going to find another one. Here is, okay, from Bree. Bree says, the majority of the attorneys in my office smoke weed. I'm a single mom of two, a legal assistant. I support me and my family by myself, and I used to smoke a bowl a day. I have my own home, car, and everything we need. Now I'm in the process of being a surrogate, so I quit for the time being. I think it's a stereotype, and there are losers that live in mom's basement, but there are also successful people as well. Love your show and your podcast. Keep it up. Bree, I want to tell you, I'm so happy that in 2018, you and I could disagree on something and you didn't attack me because (laughs) isn't it the truth that now when somebody disagrees with somebody, a lot of the time you're like, oh my God, you're a hateful person. You're the worst person ever. So thank you, Bree. Finally, and then we'll move on to something else after this. Alyssa says, I love your radio show, podcast, social media presence, the whole nine. I'm a believer. I'm also a stoner. I'm originally from Stewartville, Minnesota, but moved to Fort Collins, Colorado 10 years ago. I'm a community association manager assistant at a property management company, a nanny, and a volleyball coach. Not only does weed make me lazy, oh, not only does weed not make me lazy, very important distinction there, it motivates me to deal with people where a sober person I would be reclusive and introverted and uninterested. I've also managed to lose about 15 pounds in the last year while smoking every day. Love you guys in the morning and your podcasts when they're available. Keep up the good work. It's not easy keeping stoners' attention this long. Love from Colorado and peace peace to the Minnesota Southeast. Thank you, Alyssa. Uh, So there's a little bit of feedback on smoking weed. Um, uh, Has it changed my mind? Maybe a little bit, but I think that, you know, in every situation, there's always going to be an exception or two or three. Um, I did not hear from anybody who said, dude, I'm a stoner and I'm lazy as fuck. You're right. But I don't know that they would write that anyway. Um, Hey, this week's chapter in the book, and and by the way, thanks for those emails. I truly appreciate it. And I love the fact that on this podcast, there's a different level of intimacy uh, on this podcast that we've talked about before and that you and I might disagree on something. uh, And I can tell you things without fear of like, Dave, you're a terrible person. Um, so thank you. Send me any email to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. It's the regular radio station email address, Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Okay. This week it snowed on Saturday and depending on when you listen to this, if you listen on Monday morning or you listen even on Sunday night or Tuesday morning, you'll remember the snowstorm we had this past Saturday night, four or five inches. It wasn't that terrible, but it was enough to shovel the next morning. So we went out my wife and I went out to shovel the driveway and uh, snow blow the driveway and my snowblower starting it up for the first time this year, it would not start. I was not ashamed to call the neighbor across the street who has pretty much the identical model and have him come over. Now he's younger than me and he pulled the shit out of that starting cord and he got it started up whereas I could not. I tried for 15 minutes. I was sweaty and I was tired and I was getting frustrated. And Mark comes over and within like 10 pulls, it took him a few minutes. Um, he got it started. So we um, we got the snow pl- the um, driveway snow plowed, 
But my point is, in my book, there's a chapter called Shovel and Old Person's Driveway. And I really, really believe in that. I think that it's so true. Um, uh, because old people, they can still do it. But shit, it's hard when you're 30. It's really hard when you're 60 or 70 or, God forbid, they're out there shoveling at 80 years old. So this winter, get your ass out there and shovel their sidewalk or shovel their driveway. Um, and they will really appreciate it because let me tell you, but one of the best things I ever did, I was a shitty kid to my dad. Most of my childhood, I was disrespectful. I was glum and quiet and, uh, we had some good times here and there for sure. But the one thing that I was always very happy about when my dad was probably, this was 30 years ago. My dad would have been 75 years old, something like that. I bought him a snowblower. And because for the first time in my life, I was making some money and I wanted to get my dad a snowblower because he was 70 or 75 years old and we have a huge driveway in Colorado and he had to shovel it on his own. And trust me, I had to shovel that driveway when I was a kid. It was a bitch. And so I got him a snowblower and that was the nicest thing I ever did for my dad because I like to think that, you know what, it extended his life by a few years because who knows, he could have been out there shoveling and something horrible could have happened. So, very happy that I did that. Shovel your old neighbor's driveway or go over to your grandma's house or go over to your grandpa or your Uncle Pete's house and shovel their driveway next time it snows. All right, changing gears completely on the podcast. Listen, I know that you and I might not have the same tastes in movies and things that we want to spend money on, um, but I had a couple of things that I wanted to help you out with, and this is it's basically it's Dave's favorite things. Not that you would care about what my favorite things are, but maybe you'll find something in this list I'm about to make, and also it's going to be online on Facebook, and probably I'll put it on my blog too later this week, um, about a dozen or more items that might make a good present for your dad or your husband or hell, maybe for you or your brother. Um, because sometimes guys are hard to buy for. We buy things that, you know, if we want it, we just go buy it and we'll do it even around Christmas or even around our birthdays. So I'm going to list uh, a bunch of things that are, are on Dave's favorite things. Some are expensive some are not that expensive. Some you might go, Dave, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. I'm not going to do that one. And that's okay. Or some you might go, Dave, that's perfect. So let's get started. Uh, these are Dave's favorite things. I'm not going to tell you where to get them. You can just look them up online. Um, and then, you know, every one of these I looked up a little while ago for the illustrations I put on the Facebook page. And uh, they're easy to find online, whether they're Amazon or Walmart or wherever. Let's get started. Here we go with an espresso making machine. The one that I got is a Mr. Coffee um, Barista something or other. So if you look up Mr. Coffee Barista, uh, Cafe Barista, that's what it's called. Mr. Coffee Cafe Barista. I got this for Christmas a year ago. We've actually talked about this on the podcast every Saturday and Sunday. Um, I make uh, lattes and cappuccinos for me and Susan. I liked it so much, and it's so easy to use, and they're so good that I actually bought another one to keep at our other house in Colorado. Um, how much are they? I don't know, 100 something like that. I should have looked up the prices for you, but I did not. Uh, next one, a good ratchet screwdriver set. Is it the most romantic gift of all time? No, but here's what most guys have around the house for screwdrivers. 
um, they've got one or two in this drawer, one or two, one or two outside in their car, maybe one or two in a workbench or in a toolbox somewhere. But this one, if you get him a good one or her, and again, some of these I'm going to say him, but trust me, you can get them for anybody and they'll probably love it um, because you need a screwdriver once in a while. Not just a screwdriver, get a ratchet one. You know what that means. If you're one of the few people in the world not familiar with what a ratchet screwdriver means, it means you can set it so you don't have to take it out of the hole. You just twist it, you know, like, you know, like eh, 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 over and over whether you're putting it in or out. And get a good one with like nice hard tips. Don't get one down at Walmart. Get one that's like a, a nice one. Okay. Um, Dave favorite things. A um, let's, let's see what we want to do here. Uh, here's one: a good pocket knife. Does your dad or your husband or do you carry a knife in their pocket? I always do. I have since I was a little kid. Every every boy in my school used to take a pocket knife in his pocket to school, um, because we were kind of hillbillies, and that's just kind of what you did. You carried a pocket knife. Um, and it comes in so handy all the time. People are like, can I borrow your knife? And I've got several of them, but I'm going to recommend the Buck Knife. Buck is a good, affordable brand. They've been around forever. Um, uh, get one that's small enough. He only needs one blade. You don't need the toothpick and the corkscrew and all that shit. You don't need that. Get him a nice one-blade pocket knife from Buck maybe $50 or less. Don't get him one that's so big that it's going to be hard and bulky in his pocket. Get him a nice, thin, maybe three inches long, maybe a little bit longer than that, but definitely not any more than that because he just doesn't need it. It'll be great for, oh, I don't know, um, uh, uh, stabbing people and holding up liquor stores and opening packages and practical things like that. So a buck knife. Uh, the clip Okay, get him a clip uh, You know what the clip is? It's the dog poop holder that I've been selling. You can go on Etsy.com, search clip C-L-I-P-A-D-O-O. Great stocking stuffer. For some reason, we've been selling a bunch of these this past week. We've sold like five a day because I think people realize, oh, it's a great stocking stuffer. It basically holds the poop onto the dog's leash so you don't have to carry it. You still got to put it in a bag. You still got to pick it up. But this way, you don't have to carry it. So the clip on Etsy.com. Another one of Dave's favorite things. This is kind of fun. Um, okay, you're going to laugh at me for this one. But in the wintertime, I love drinking hot tea. As I told you earlier in the podcast, I'm a hopped up right now on about three big cups of green tea which is, must have a hell of a lot of caffeine. But I found something online the other day called tea drops. Tea drops are basically um, they're little pressed things of tea. They're about the size of your thumb. They're about the size of a starburst or maybe a little bit bigger, and they come in different flavors. And if you go online and search tea drops, basically they're pre-sweetened, they get a little sugar in them. They're perfect. They come in different flavors. They come in ginger and peppermint and regular Earl Grey tea. And you just put them in water, hot water. You stir it up and it mostly dissolves. There's a little bit of residue left in it. You can drink the residue and they're so good. I mean, I love hot tea in the wintertime. It's my like my like treat to myself in the wintertime. Uh, tea drops and you can order them in a box of 12 I think there's also a box of 36. I liked them so much that I ordered some more and then I ordered one for somebody on my gift list who might be listening, so I'm not going to say who I who got them for. Tea drops. Next, a good set of cards. Sorry, I have a 
uh, hair in my nose itchy. Um, a good set of cards and a good, cool cribbage board. Cribbage is such a cool, interesting, fun, and easy-to-learn game to play. Um, uh, I, I've played it for, I don't know, five, ten years, something like that, and it's just fun, and it's competitive, but it's not so intellectually draining like chess that you can't stop and talk and it's very social and you can play it with two other people or I think even three other people but most people play it one-on-one get him or her a good set of cards that's easy to find they sell them I mean targets cards are fine and a good cribbage board don't get the standard one look for a fun colorful cribbage board uh, I got one that's shaped like a canoe because I got it up at the Boundary Waters a couple of years ago, and that's one of my favorite cribbage boards. I also have one that's shaped like a motorcycle. I got several. So cribbage boards, uh, easy to learn, and a deck of good cards. How about two video game options on Dave's favorite things? The Nintendo Switch, which I absolutely love. If you don't know anything about the Nintendo Switch, it's Nintendo's latest entry into the video gaming you know, world, and it's been out a year or two or maybe three now. The Nintendo Switch lets you use it like a Game Boy. It's beautiful. It's colorful. Um, the screen is enormous. Um, or you can put it on your TV, wire it up to your TV, or you can put the kickstand out on the screen and play it on a tabletop with your friend. And it's got all the classics. I mean, you've got everything from Mario Kart to Zelda, all of that puzzle games. And it's just, I love it. I don't play it as much as I sh- as I want to because I just don't have time to play video games. Uh, but it's really cool, the Nintendo Switch. And you can download games on it. If you don't know this, you don't buy cartridges necessarily anymore. You still can, but you can download games right over your Wi-Fi in your home. Or the Atari 2600 Gold. The Atari 2600 was the video game system back in the early, early 80s. And I had one, and, uh, you know, they used to have cartridges that were about the size of, again, a deck of cards that would plug in. Uh, This one comes with about 150 games loaded onto it already. It's the Atari 2600 Gold, and... uh, Again, I don't know how old you are, but you might not remember how epic some of the games were, uh, like Pitfall or Chopper Command or River Raid or Frogger or things like that. But maybe your dad does, or maybe your older brother does, and it's not that much, like seventy bucks. So that's the Atari Twenty Six Hundred Gold. I've got one. I love it. Next up, again, laugh at me if you want to, but earlier this year I started playing the ukulele, more specifically the banjo lele. It's a ukulele that sounds like a banjo. And it's fun to play, and I love it. And why in the world would you get one for your dad? Because they're cheap, and maybe he used to play it, or maybe he's musical, or maybe, just maybe, you can get one for him and one for you, and you can play together. Um, They're cheap. Ukuleles are cheap. They're like 50, 60, maybe 70 bucks. And you can download an app called Musician that will teach you from square one how to play. But there's a million videos on YouTube and apps and how to play. And some are free and some are worth it and some are not. So that's another idea. Or another musical instrument. Maybe he wants to play. I don't know. I saw an ad the other day, like one of those pop-up ads on Instagram for like a, like a small saxophone. It looks like a tiny little saxophone. 
And I didn't pay much attention to it because that the last thing I need is one more thing to do. But um, an instrument for him or her of some kind that, you know, don't spend too much on it. If they don't like it and they don't play it, then you won't have wasted $200 on something that they're not going to play. Uh, a good pair of binoculars. If they go to the Twins game, if they go to the Vikings game, if they go hunting, if they like to watch birds, if they just want to look out the window with the neighbors, um, a good pair of binoculars. Not too good. You don't want to spend $700 on a pair of binoculars. You could if you wanted to. You could probably spend 7000 on a really premium pair. That'd be stupid. Uh, but don't get a cheap pair. Don't get a pair for 49 bucks. Don't get a pair for like, you know, 89 bucks. Get a good pair. And what makes it good is it's got zoom. That's important. And do not get a fixed focus pair of binoculars. They're shit and they suck. Make sure it's got an adjustable focus on there because those are the only ones that are worthwhile. If they if they have a, what they call a fixed focus, means you look in it and you can't adjust the focus. It's one focus. They're always grainy and they're just shit. They're cheap, but if your dad or her or mom or whoever goes to the Vikings game, they're going to love this. Twins game, it's perfect. So binoculars, maybe they don't have a good pair. Getting down to the end of the list here. So let's do, uh, do one, uh, two more. Um, I just got done reading a book called The Indianapolis, and it's written by two women. I talked about it last week on the podcast. Fascinating. It's the story of a World War II ship that sunk. It was torpedoed, and they didn't report it missing. They couldn't get out an SOS in time because the ship sank so fast. It broke in half and sunk in 12 minutes, which is extremely fast when you consider the Titanic took like an hour and a half to sink. Um, and it's fascinating. It happened in World War II, and of the 900 or so, 1,200 men that went into the water, um, so many died over the next four or five days from um, dehydration. Um, uh, they went crazy. They would drink seawater, and tragically, a lot of them got eaten by sharks. And it's by, like it's by two women. One's an historian, and one is like um, I don't know, just an expert on it. And I can't remember their name, but if you look it up. Um, just look up Indianapolis book and you'll find it. They have it everywhere. And finally, on Dave's favorite things, my son Chase got this for me and I'm going to recommend it to you as a present or for somebody that you love. It is a salsa making kit, more accurately, a hot sauce making kit. Go online, search uh, hot sauce making kit or DIY hot sauce kit, whatever like that. And there's a bunch. There's a bunch of varieties on there. I couldn't find the exact one that he got me, but uh, I made it yesterday. I made kind of a mild chipotle sauce, and it was really good. It was fun, and it didn't take that long. It took me maybe, maybe a half an hour to make it. And it's got a variety of different sauces in there, and it comes with peppers. And you put them in the blender, and you put the vinegar in, and uh, they have bottles, and uh, it was just really cool. And uh, we made chili tonight, and we put it on chili, and it was really good. But the cool thing about it is, you know what? You can go out and buy your own hot sauce. You can go down a cub and buy all the hot sauce you want. But that's not fun. This was fun. And it was, like I said, easy, and it will remind him of you whenever they do it and whenever they make it, and they might send you a bottle. Bonus. Um, uh, be careful, though, with DIY kits because this is my second DIY kit. I have a DIY make-it-yourself um, knife kit. It's a blade with two pieces of wood. 
you put the blade between the two pieces of wood, and then you shape it and you sand it. And it's written by, I can't remember who who made it, but the idea of the knife is great and it's beautiful. The instructions suck ass. The instructions are so bad. They're written in a way that's very clever and funny and kind of smart ass. Like, hey, cowboy, now that you've got the blade in, you deserve a break. Go sit down and have some jerky and then come back and do more manly stuff. It's like, okay, it's cleverly written, but the instructions themselves, as far as directions, suck ass. So, for example, in, in the uh, salsa making kick, kit, it's like, okay, um, here's a pH strip. Now test your salsa, your hot sauce, for pH. And it should be between this number and this number. But it doesn't say how to test it, and it doesn't say how to change it if it's not the right pH. And there's just some other flubs in there, too. So be careful with that. But overall, it was really fun. The knife is taking me some time, and I've had to improvise where the instructions aren't clear. But for the most part... Very fun. Very happy with that. Uh, and that is it for Dave's favorite things. Maybe I've inspired you or motivated you to say, you know what? My dad would love something like that or my husband would love something like that. Go on the Facebook page for a list of all of them. Again, I'll put that up there probably tonight, even though it's getting later. I think I'll still have time to do it. Um, it's facebook.com slash take a shower show up on time. Just go on Facebook and search, take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. And long before you type in the whole thing, it'll show up. Click it, like it, comment. Let me know if there's anything that I missed. And maybe you're like, Dave, here's a great present for dads or anybody in general. So I'm, I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to be really careful, can you tell, that I don't want to say something that will piss people off because I worry so much about saying something that somebody will say, you're a sexist. Just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that I wouldn't want a screwdriver set. I get that, but I'm coming from the perspective of me as a dad. You get it, but you know what? I'm, I have to be really careful because I don't want to piss somebody off because who wants to do that? It's the holidays. Hey, listen, the podcast is free. Thanks for checking that out. The book is about $15 online. It's called Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Pick it up for somebody on your gift list. Pick it up for, like, you know, it's really good for high school kids and college um, and college kids because there's a lot of stuff in there that they might not ever think about, like shovel your neighbor's driveway. Keep that in mind this winter. Like in the summer, I always tell people, stop at kids' lemonade stands because it makes their day when you stop. The lemonade is warm and terrible and probably full of E. coli and poop viruses. Um, uh, poop viruses is not a thing. I realize that. But anyway, thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Have a good week, and we'll see you next time on the podcast. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything.